I'm David Bryan. And I'm Brenda Bryan. This is Renovation Made Right. If you're considering a remodeling project now or sometime in the future, Renovation Made Right is your single source to help guide you through getting the project you want and an experience that you'll enjoy. Renovation Made Right tackles topics that range from how to select the right project and contractor to tips on surviving the remodeling process to best practices for kitchen and bath design. We have over 30 years of experience in the industry and are owners of the well-established design-build remodeling company Black Dog Builders in Salem and Nashua, New Hampshire. We're sitting down with industry professionals to tap into their experiences and insights so we can equip you with the tools you need to make your own project a success. So, welcome to Renovation Made Right, and I am David Bryan. And I am Brenda Bryan. And today, we have a guest. We are very excited to uh, to bring Keith Osborne from Osborne Plumbing LLC uh, into the show. And Keith is both a friend of ours and a professional plumbing contractor. And we thought that might be helpful for our listeners to uh, to be able to ask a professional plumber some questions that come to mind for us that, that you guys can use and think about as it relates to plumbing concerns around your home. Right. Exactly. And we love Keith and he loves to chat. So we have some questions for him. There's there's a few things, Keith, that I wanted to talk to you about because you're sort of on the cutting edge of what stuff is new in the world of plumbing and residential plumbing. And we often get questions from clients about things like, and I'll just throw one out to begin with, PEX. Tell me about PEX, why you would use it, why you would not use it, why it's good, why it's bad, um, and, and what it is. All right, so thanks for having me on. Uh, so PEX, there's, there's a few different types of PEX. Um, the majority of it, all the PEX that pretty much gets used around here is uh, there's different qualities, I would say, of the PEX. So say for Watts piping, it doesn't expand as much as, say, the Wurzboro. So if you're using a Wurzboro and it freezes, so where we live, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, winter, matters and even if it's protected from the cold um the pex is great compared to copper because the pex doesn't absorb the cold as if copper absorbs the cold so copper would probably freeze first and then but if it's that cold some of the pex wordsboro pex can actually expand to five times the diameter so, so in other words though, where you're going to have a, a copper pipe will blow out the pex won't that's correct. Right. Yep. So, and, and I'm not saying that you wouldn't have to replace it. You would, but at least you're not dealing when it thaws out, you're not dealing with all the damage. You're going to know that it, it froze because say, say it froze at your kitchen faucet or the line going to your kitchen faucet. Um, you know, you turn your faucet on, you don't get any water, you know, the line's frozen mm-hmm. It's zero degrees outside mm-hmm. somewhere that line had froze. Mm-hmm. So in, if it's in copper and the line had burst, then you might not be home and that thaws out and all of a sudden you have a flooded house where PEX does not, it's not supposed to. So let's just, let's also, Keith, just tell the listeners a little bit about what PEX is. I think most everybody knows that in most homes, their houses are are made up of copper pipe or their plumbing is made up of copper, but not everyone knows what PEX, P-E-X is, right? All right. So, so yeah, PEX is a plastic tubing. Um, I don't know the actual name of the tubing. We call it PEX in the trade, but uh, it's a plastic tubing that is in place of copper. So it's not that copper is not any good, but PEX lasts a lot longer. It's been proven that PEX can last the last a long, long time, a lot longer than copper. Copper gets 
um, there's different kind, there's different types of copper, M, which is a thinner walled um, copper, and then there's L, which is a thicker walled copper. That stuff was legal, like M was legal, I think, in the 80s, and then they switched to L, which was a thicker pipe. Um, so that stuff gets pitted over time. Mm -hmm. PEX will not get pitted. So PEX is a plastic material, um, you know, that, that has been approved, I want to say, at least 15 or 20 years now. Mm -hmm. and, and they haven't had issues with the actual tubing. There was a few issues, you know, 15 or 18 years ago with, um, with some of the brass fittings that they used. But now they have um, poly fittings that go in, a plastic fitting that they use with it. Um, the plastic fittings are fine. The brass fittings, they found deteriorated faster because they had some zinc in it. So it's called like zincified. So there are some issues with the pecs from a long time ago, but lately they kind of perfected it. You know, it's, you know, it's like anything after a little time, they work the kinks out. And right now the pecs is pretty much um, useful in, you know, every residential application. Um, you know, I don't, as of right now, you can't use it commercially. Uh, in Massachusetts anyways. I know there's some other places that you can, but not in Massachusetts yet. Uh, as for as for the as for PEX, it's a lot cheaper labor-wise to put in. Mm -hmm. um, labor-wise, if I had to guess, it's six to ten times faster than using copper. Which in the uh, in, in the plumbing world, the labor is where all your money is, right? That's That's correct. So we always say in the trade that it's pretty much like Using PEX is almost taking the trade out of it because a homeowner technically could do it. I mean, they would have to, you know, YouTube it and, and realize how to do it. But even though you're supposed to be licensed to use it and we're supposed to have certificates for it, all the plumbers do because when it first comes out, we take the classes on it. But after it's like anything. Once you learn how to do something, no one, you know, the homeowner shouldn't be putting their own water heater in, but we know homeowners do it. So sure. it's something where, you know, a homeowner shouldn't technically – change a gas line but they do um, <laughs> that's you know, terrifying so I, I i've been to houses this isn't even a joke i've been to a house where they shut the gas off because there was um there was a problem with the gas so the neighbor knew their neighbor and they ran a garden hose across the lawn and tied into their gas line the oh my god <laughs> i have walked up on that that is not a joke oh my god yeah. so another so another another you, you oh, talk you talk about the fittings, Keith. You talk about like the, the difference in the fittings. Another another big compelling reason for PEX is the fact that there are a lot less fittings, right? You have a lot less joints uh, to deal with, right? Because you right? can turn corners. Yeah. With it, so right? yeah. So so here's this. This is kind of like um, a gray area technically in our code. Um, you know, this fitting. So I and and I I might be mistaken on this. We just know there's a. There's, a, there's an industry standard. So in, in our industry, we're allowed to put fittings on these and, you know, that's the standard. I don't know, I don't know a lot of people who are going to run home runs all the way back, but when this first, when PEX first got approved, they were, they were thinking it was going to be a home run. So like, in other words, right from your meter, there would be, you know, like say there was, um, you know, a shower, a sink and a toilet have separate lines going right from there to each one of those fixtures. That way there'd be no fittings in your wall. Mm -hmm. But now they, over the years, they realized, oh no, there can be fittings in the wall. So they're not doing like a, um, they're not doing a system where there's, you know, there's an access panel and then you're going to have 50 shutoffs for every single line that goes to, if you had five bathrooms, imagine how many, you know, lines are going to be in that have, house. Right. right. Yeah. So, right. and having said that, you know, th there are, 
there are benefits of it too, the PEX, because it's since it's a lot less expensive, um, you know, the pipe is, is less expensive. The, um, the fittings are a little more money than, say, like a copper fitting, but the reason is they have rings depending on how you attach them, so there's different types of PEX. Um, but overall, it's a lot cheaper to install. So because it's a lot cheaper to install, um, you can actually run a few more lines of it than you would if it was in copper. So if you're running, say you had, uh, just for instance, you had five bathrooms. If you have a five-bathroom house and you're running an inch-and-a-half copper line, well, if you ran, say, four, you know, three-quarter PEX lines, it's going to still be cheaper than running all of the um, – you know, all of the copper lines that you have to do. Right. So even though it's even, so when you think about it, even though copper is a lot more labor to put in, PEX is a lot less. So even though it's four times the amount of piping, right. it's still less time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, right. exactly. So, okay. you know, there, so, are, there so, are pros and cons. All yeah. right. So when, when you're doing new residential construction, are you pretty much just doing PEX now or are you still doing copper? And if so, if you're doing copper, why? Why would you do copper instead of PEX? So for copper, the only reason we actually do copper right now is if, um, so sometimes it depends on the PEX that you're going to use. So, you know, if it's a residential residential job, we do a few really, really high-end homes where there's like seven bathrooms in the home. One was nine bathrooms. Wow. Well, at that point, you're not using, um, the, the PEX that we use really only goes up to like inch or inch and a quarter. So once you start getting into that, even when the bathrooms are separated by, you know, one's on one side of the house and the bathrooms are on the other side, even if there's three on one side, four on the other, you can still use PEX for all that. But when the bathrooms start to line up where there's four and five bathrooms on one side of the house, a kitchen, a laundry, you're oversized. So then we're going to what they call um, like a flow guard. It's like a, a plastic pipe, but it's a hard plastic pipe, not a flexible plastic pipe. Mm-hmm. So, and, and it, for all intensive purposes, um, it's, it's like, it's CPVC, which is, which is okay for water. So if you think of PVC pipe, this is for domestic water, the potable water. So you can use oh, right, um, right. Yeah. CPVC for that. Yeah. So having said that, sometimes the pipe is too large in order to use just the standard PEX that we use. So, but on a, on a normal residential house that has less than say four bathrooms, or technically less than five bathrooms. Usually it's all PEX, but anything over that, we're getting into CPVC or flow guard. Okay. Very good. Yep. Cool. So uh, Brent's got some other questions. I do. I wanted to talk about... um, Brenda, sorry to to interrupt. No. Uh, One last thing. You asked me where, um, when would we use copper in a house? I just want to, just because it's on my head. The... So you, when we put shower valves in, a lot of times if um, we're going to put a shower valve in, we need – so in our code, there's something that says the valve has to be secured tightly. Mm-hmm. So in order to do that, the PEX, the, PEX you, you, the PEX is only supposed to be like every 30 inches to clip it, where copper is, is rigid, so you don't have to clip it every 30 inches. So, but what happens is on a shower valve, you have to – you know, you have your tub spout, shower valve, and shower head. So on those – um, all within a, you know, within say five feet. So having said that, you want to make sure it's really secure. So in our code, the shower valve has to be very secure in the wall. So when you turn your valve on, you don't want it to push in the wall or out of the wall, which right. create leaking against the tile. So what happens is we use copper for that because it's very rigid. So, and depending on some of the showers we put in, 
Um, you know, if, if you're going to have rain heads, body sprays, handhelds, and stuff like that, we usually do most of that all in copper. Okay. And the reason being is it's very rigid, and it comes out, you know, in, in our code, we have to have a certain, um, you know, a certain clip for the valve not to move. So Okay, so that does that, does that mean you can run your supply lines and packs and then connect to the copper? Is that... Is that that's, what you do? That's correct. Oh, okay. Yep, all that's right. That's correct. Right. Yep. Okay, cool. So, and, and I'm sorry for all the background noise. It seems like the landscaper and the uh, person who the comes dumpster to dump company. our dumpsters <laughs> right outside our all window. showed up <laughs> right now. So I apologize to our listeners and to you, Keith, for the background noise, which is super frustrating. But here we are. So you have a hot water heater question. Uh, yes, I do have a hot water qu- heater question. What I want to know is, and and now in my home, I have um, instant hot, like a Renai system. No, on demand. On demand. Sorry. I was um, just gonna. I was just gonna say, there's a difference between between instant hot and on demand. Okay. Thank you. you know it. Yeah. I, and I'm yep. glad Dave knows what he's talking about because clearly <laughs> I don't. And you can explain to me the difference while we're talking about this. But um, versus a, a regular, you know, tank water heater, and I and I personally prefer the Renai for a number of reasons, but I want to hear your opinion. All right. So. So an on-demand, we'll just separate the the differences between them. An instant hot is for point of use. So if you had a kitchen sink that was so far away, you know, a lot of times we use the um, an instant hot at a kitchen sink because they want for two reasons. Number one, the water is so far away, it takes so long to get there to, you know, wash something. They they want the water heated right away, and they don't Mm -hmm. want to waste all the water that it it comes from. um, Right, just to get the line hot. Right. Yeah, so so our code says after 100 feet, you need to put a recirculation line in. So it's called the re- we call it a recirc line. So if it's over 100 feet, you're going to have a pump that always has hot water moving over 100 feet. Okay. So if your sink is, say, 90 feet away, our code does not require the water to uh, be hot at, you know, 90 feet. It only has to be at the water heater. Okay. So having said that, um, on an instant hot, it's instantly at your uh, your fixture, whether it's a sink or a shower. It, it's literally almost instantaneously. You turn it on, and within 10 seconds or 5 seconds, you'll have hot water. So does that mean and that fixture demand, is, like, sitting underneath your sink? That's heating that's the water correct. right that's, there? Okay. That's an instant hot. Yep. Okay. So as, as for and on demand, um, that is, let's say, wait, and if that is 70 feet away or 80 feet away, then – you, you have to wait for all that water mm-hmm. out of the, whether it's a water heater or an on-demand, you have to wait till it gets there. So we don't like to say instant because it's not instant. But right. once it gets there, you can hop on a plane, go to Florida, come back, go to California, and you'll still come back. Your water will still be running and will still be hot. Okay. So you will never run out of water on an on-demand. Which is a beautiful thing. Right. It's, especially when yeah, you have especially, a big yeah, family. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yep. So. And then. Yeah. Oh, keep, no, keep going. I was going to say, so with the on-demand, there are a few. If you're going to build a brand new house or residential, um, you really want to make sure where the on-demand goes is actually, it, I, I don't want to say you need an engineer to figure it out. You could have the plumber figure it out or the contractor figure it out. But placement of that is pretty big. Um, you know, and, and if it's long term, you're going to want it in an area where it's it's central, like centrally located for all the fixtures in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a you know, if you have all the you, you just you want to be able to do it economically 
like so in other words it, it's going to be closer to your kitchen sink and master bath because those are the two that you're going to use all the time mm -hmm. where if it's on a guest room or a guest bathroom maybe you're not going to use that as much so you, you want to make sure where you locate it is is appropriate for the installation that it is so mm -hmm. a lot of times when people switch over from a water heater to an on-demand they're not technically set up for on-demands and and that's okay because it of putting it on demand in is it's, it's a lot greener than having a water heater it doesn't use the gas 24 hours a day it only uses it when you need it which is is a great thing your bill will be less um although everyone thinks their bill is going to be less it's it is it's usually less but what people realize is when they have a family everyone uses the water heater oh all right we know we have a 40 or a 50 or a 75 gallon so everyone realizes, you know, uh, subconsciously, okay, we're not going to do the laundry and use the dishwasher and two people shower at the same time because mm -hmm. they're not going to do it. So subconsciously, they space those things out. With an on-demand, it's the same exact thing. You're only going to get so many gallons a minute. So if you have a four-bathroom house and you can only get four gallons a minute, that's two showers at the same time. Right. So you're not going to say to everybody, okay, let's all shower right now and then leave. You're going to still space that out just like you would with a water heater, mm -hmm. but it's a, there's a little learning curve in order to get all the pressure. So the on demands, once you go, so if, if it gives you four gallons a minute during the, during the winter months, when the water's coming in at say 45 degrees, mm -hmm. if the water's coming in at 45 degrees, it doesn't, the on demand doesn't tell you we're going to give you 120 degree water. What it does is it gives you a certain degree rise of water for the amount of water that's going through. So for four gallons a minute, it might give you a 50 degree rise. So, or for seven gallons, sorry, for seven gallons a minute, it might give you a 50 degree rise. Mm -hmm. For four gallons a minute, it might give you a 70 or an 80 degree rise. Okay. So if the in the summer, it's going to be more efficient than it's going to be in the winter. Right. Does in terms of in terms of asking for a lot of use at the same time. So in other words, if you have an on-demand system, you might say uh, three people need to take showers, but you're better off if everybody wants nice warm water or hot shower. They should take them individually, like one after another, so, as opposed to everybody taking a shower at the same time. So almost everyone will always get the the temperature of water needed just yeah. the, the pressure decreases ah, yeah, so the, volume, okay. the volume of water is going to be different but the but the temperature will be the same so because, yeah. if you are if your shower requires 112 degrees you will always get the 112 degrees but the volume is going to be really low that's, exactly that's correct Got exactly yep. yeah so the, yeah the machine Yep, go ahead. The machine will never let so let you, you set typically there's like a digital setting and you set the water temperature and let's say code wants you to be at no more than 120 it'll never let water less than 120 out but it can only make so much of that 120 right, right, right. is how it works. That's, okay. that's correct. That's so correct. so now here comes the question because my my nephew just had a water heater in his basement let go this summer and of course it flooded the whole basement and it was pain Give me a reason why, given it, it seems like the efficiency is better with on-demand systems, you don't have to have a water tank there all the time. And it seems to me like water tanks are designed to fail. <laughs> like like if, if like every damn time, right? Like when they go, they go and they go big. So why would you ever install one? Give me like like as a plumber, are you even installing these things anymore? Yeah, so here, so here's here's the problem. The venting, well, two reasons. Number one, you need natural gas or propane. 
right? So the you know the the on demands are not set up for oh for uh, for oil or electric, correct? Not or, oil, or electric. and then they uh. are set up for electric. But in my experience, every electric one that I put in years ago, yeah. and this you know I haven't put one in in over ten years, but all the electric ones we used to put in. Uh, they pulled them out within the first five months because what happens is it draws so much demand. Mm. So if you look at a 40-gallon water heater, mm -hmm. they usually 40,000 BTUs. On a on-demand unit that would cover the same amount of water is 200,000 BTUs. Wow. All yeah. right. So so it's using so much so much more gas, but only for a small amount of time. So so what happens is if you think of it electrically, okay, the water heater that's a 40 40,000 BTU really only needs the spark, right? So on an on-demand, it really only needs the spark. On an electric, it needs to make up the BTUs. Yeah. So so electrically speaking, it's going to draw almost all the amps in your house mm -hmm. in order to Run in order to heat heater. that water. Right. So when you're taking a shower, everybody else in the house probably has no lights or they're <laughs> <laughs> your, your air conditioner went out. You know? Right, so this right. Is, yeah, so people don't like that, and obviously, um, you know, it was a learning curve for, for everybody to put those in in the very beginning, but yeah, that I don't like know a one. Yeah, correct. So it's not that they don't make it. They do, but I can tell you it's not it's not advantageous to use it, I okay. can tell you. So uh, and then, know, knowing that you have to have a water heater if you have oil heat, in that case, uh, you know, a tank water heater, how do you, how do you try to protect, you know, your home from them failing because it just seems great inevitable question. great question okay so two there's there's three things that you can do uh the first thing is you can put a water sensor on your water heater um and, it, and what happens is that it it allows so much flow to go through and then it what the flow rate is it, there's there's different systems that you can use i don't know all the names for them mm -hmm. but you can use one system where it allows so much water to go through per minute and if it stays on longer than that, it shuts off. Okay, um, okay, and then okay. there's also something where electrically it hooks up to the same time. It's a solenoid valve and it, it gets installed on the cold water line all right, going into the tank. And it's a solenoid valve that has an electrical um, uh, disc on the bottom. It, uh, it'll pick up water or sense water and then it shuts off the, so if your water heater was le leaking, it hits the sensor mm -hmm. and then shuts off the water going into the water heater. So basic, basically, if you put the water heater in a small pan, as soon as it gets a little bit of a puddle in there, then the flow stops. That's correct. But what about yep. the water in the tank itself? Like if the tank that, is leaking, then yeah. even if it shuts off the supply, how? like if it's a 40-gallon tank, you still have an issue, so, right? Yeah, so, so two things. Number one, once it relieves the pressure from the tank, all right, so a lot of times the water heaters don't fail right on the bottom. That's just the place that it comes out, right? So when, when someone sees the um, the water on the floor, water seeks its own, you know, sure, it finds its, its way down to the down, bottom right. level, right? Yeah. So what happens is they're going to take that water, and obviously when the water hits the the pan and sets off that, it shuts it off. Once that water leaks out enough where the 65 pounds of inlet pressure comes off, there's not really much more pressure in the tank than where the water heater is. So not all that water will leak out of your tank. Okay. Well, um, and even if even if it did, it's 40 gallons. It's not it, you know, it's not that it's plus like 60, a constant flow. Yes. Right? right. That's right. So the yeah, constant flow at 65 pounds right. of pressure. And 65 is normal. 
um, you know, the town that I live in, I've seen it up to 160 pounds. Holy so, cow. Yeah. Yeah. And granted, they should have a pressure reducing valve on it, which most of the most of the people in that area of town, they know that. So mm -hmm. um, there's always. Yeah. But you, you're going to see water between 50 and 85 pounds of pressure usually. And um, if, you know, at 50 or 85 pounds, if there's no shut off on that. You're in that water heater leaks, you're going to get 50 to 80 pounds leaking out of that water heater, which brings me to another thing. I probably I've been a I, I got out of college in the mid 90s and I've been a plumber ever since. And I can tell you, I've probably only seen three or four water heaters that actually burst and ruin basements. Um, most of the water heaters I see, they drip. Um, you, you'll see a little drip on the floor. A day later, you'll see a cup on the cup of water on the floor the third day, maybe a gallon of water, and then it starts to really go. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. you know, it, it keeps as the days go on. So it's not like every water heater that, that goes first. That's not technically the way it goes. If someone's vigilant and they look downstairs at their water heater, then they're going to realize that, um, you know, it, it's probably going to, you should be able to see the floor damp around it, or you should see something around it that would clue you in to say, hey, it's you know, this go. is going to go. Yeah. yeah. And especially a lot of the water heaters now, the tank water heaters, 40 gallons, 50 gallons. What happens is the, the water upstairs on your hut will start to get brown. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the, with the rust in the water. Um, that's a telltale. You know, yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. And a lot of people will call me and they'll say, hey, I'm starting to get rusty water. OK, is it coming out of the cold or the hot? Because if it's coming out of the cold, they're doing work on your street. Right. If it's, if it's coming, coming out, out of the, the hot, hut, you need a new tank. Right. That's correct. And yeah. if your cold is, is clean, but your hot's not, it's your tank. Right. Yep. So, okay. so, Keith, you have been awesome. Uh, we, uh, we greatly appreciate, appreciate you taking some time out of your day, taking you, taking you away from the job site where you're making money and, uh, and chatting no with problem. us. And this has been really good information. In fact, it's been so good, I, I know that we're going to want to see if we can pull you back in for some more plumbing topics in the yeah. future. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, Thank you so anytime, much, Keith. Anytime you want, I enjoyed it. Awesome. I, I I chose plumbing for a reason. I like talking about it, and uh, it is what it is. Exactly. All right. Hey, Keith, that's been fantastic. Thanks very much again. Uh, Keith Osborne from Osborne Plumbing LLC uh, out of Andover, Mass. And we want to thank Keith for coming on board, and, uh, and we're greatly appreciative. And you've been listening to Renovation Made, right? I am David Bryan. And I am Brenda Bryan. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. All right. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes on our website, renovationmaderight.com, and follow us on social media at Renovation Made Right. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you like the show, leave us a review.